Hello and welcome to the British English podcast. Today we will be talking all things Christmassy. We're going to be giving you a British, a modern day British Christmas and how it feels like and and what it means to the Brits because uh, that is what we are. Harry and Charlie, the British English teachers. My name is Charlie and we also have Harry. How are you doing, Harry? Hello, this is Harry. Do you guys recognise my voice yet? I wonder if they do. I wonder if they can distinguish us without being a podcast premium member and seeing our name tags on the screen. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm feeling very Christmassy though. Um, despite I don't look particularly Christmassy, and nor does my my living room. I haven't got one bit of tinsel in my living room, but I feel Christmassy. I definitely feel Christmassy. Um, do you think in other languages they even have the word Christmassy, like the adjective of Christmas? I bet they don't. Do they in Spanish? You know your Spanish, do they? I don't think. Oh, they do. No, they do have the adjective Christmas. You know, like you'd say Christmas Day. They would have that, Navidenya, which is, yeah, of Christmas. But they wouldn't say, I'm feeling Navidenya. They wouldn't say that. I'm feeling Christmassy. I don't think they have it. No. Right. I think it's really British. Like when I speak to my students, they're like, wow, I came to England around Christmas time. And it was just like... I've never seen anything like it. Like when you go to London, you see the Christmas lights. We really go all out for Christmas here in the UK. We go, we go crazy for it, don't we? Mm, go all out. Yeah, we go all out. We do everything. The full works. Exactly. Yeah, the full work. That's a really good one as well. Yeah, we go all out for Christmas. Um, we, we put on the full works or we, we have the full works. I just state it really. Ah, oh, the full works. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't need a verb. Chill out, guys. You don't need a verb. Yeah, just say the full works. Yeah, the full shebang. Yeah, yeah, shebang. Yeah. Okay. So we go all out at Christmas. We take it seriously, and uh, but in a fun way. I feel like, in a fun. Yeah, way. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely in a fun way. Ha ha ha. Serious. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to see um, what Christmas is like for a Brit and, and why we continue to go all out during this time. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Straight away, I want to get to uh, the reason I think British people do this. I'm going straight in there. And I think it's because of the weather. I'm in Australia at the moment and I'm enjoying the sun. And it is bloody obvious to me that this is why British people need Christmas to get through the winter, to get through that depressing cold time. They rely on this festive feeling. What do you think of that? It's very true. I mean, England would be a very depressing place throughout these months if there was no Christmas. I mean, and that's probably why we start celebrating Christmas so early. 
Like, I don't think there's any country that bothers putting up Christmas lights at the start of November. Like, that's just... <laughs> you don't... Maybe even earlier as well. Well, well, there's, there's the Christmas lights, but before that, there's the TV adverts and the decorations being sold in the supermarket. It's true. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the companies need to get ready for it. They need to get everyone ready for Christmas. So it needs to start really early. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When, when do you think you might see the first like Christmas decorations for sale in England? Or like tinsel and stuff like that. All these, these Christmassy things. Baubles. Baubles. Yeah, baubles. Baubles are those uh, round objects that you put on a tree, a Christmas tree decorations um i think that there's a running joke in england that it's getting earlier and earlier each year um and the same with other holidays like valentine's day and um halloween and things like that you see it earlier and earlier in in the shops i think i've seen christmas decorations in as soon as we're out of like summer september yeah, right. summertime. Okay. The end of summer. As yeah. soon as the end of summer comes, bam, Christmas. It's Christmas time. Yeah, it's true. Because when you, I think as soon as you go to, like, you start the school year as well, you kind of start looking forward to, to Christmas because you start thinking, oh, God, I've got so much work. I've got so many projects to do. We've got, you know, maybe your mock exams before Christmas and you're just looking forward to getting that over with um, and and getting back watching the Christmas adverts, watching Christmas films and enjoying a cold, cosy winter in your house with nothing to do. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, yeah, it's very true. We do say that. It's Christmas is getting earlier and earlier. It's getting, And I think it's very true. It is, I think winter would be so depressing here in England if we didn't have Christmas. So we really do, we go all out for it. We go crazy for it. Yeah, yeah. And the businesses rely on it, don't they? Like I've heard that sales go through the roof during this Christmas period, go through the roof, they go, they, they rock it, they increase in a huge amount. And they actually, I think, depend on that spike in the year. Otherwise, they're, they won't make the end of the year sales, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's targets. true. Yeah, yeah. I think there are even some, I see some shops that, that pop up in Bedford and they are only for the Christmas period. That's their, <laughs> their only market is like, I don't know, uh, mums looking to decorate their tree for the next, for next Christmas. And they'll, they'll open up around, I don't know, probably mid October. Um, and then inevitably close when New Year is over. Right. Okay. Yeah. A pop-up shop. So a temporary shop. Yeah. And that's their business. That is their business. So yeah, nice expressions to go through the roof. And you said uh, prices rocket as well. Or you can say skyrocket, can't you? Sky, go sky high or skyrocket? Sky, sky high? I don't know why I think that. Rocket man. To skyrocket. <laughs> Yeah, so the the um the number of calls we got skyrocketed. So it's a verb to skyrocket, uh, ah. meaning to to go up very quickly, rise very very quickly. So prices around Christmas time skyrocket. Would you say the prices around 
Christmas time skyrocket? Or sales? Sales around Christmas time skyrocket. Sales. Yeah, sales around Christmas time skyrocket. Prices skyrocket around New Year's Eve, don't they? The drinks prices, they skyrocket. Mm. If a pint was £5, it's £20 on New Year's Eve. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and the price of taxis on Christmas Eve, they skyrocket. Taxis, uh, New yes. Year's Eve. Yeah, they really skyrocket. Yes. Yeah, the taxis rake it in on New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day, technically, because we've all celebrated the the big gong, the big Ben clock, and then uh, it's time to get a lift back home. Yeah, that would be a very expensive taxi, wouldn't it, from from London to uh, to Surrey. That would be oh, God, yeah. incredibly expensive. Yeah. It's 200 pounds, <laughs> at least. And the rest. And the rest. <laughs> yeah. To, to rake it in, then, that's really good. Really good language, uh, meaning to make lots of money. And you could say this about a company, like, wow, the taxi drivers, they are really raking it in this Christmas. Um, or even a friend of yours who's making lots of money. My friend Stephen, working in London. I always use him. He's my only friend who makes lots of money. Um, he is <laughs> raking it in. He is raking it in <laughs> in London. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, making lots of money. Yeah, he can afford so expensive you ever... taxis. He 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 doesn't. Yeah. he doesn't mind getting expensive taxis. Yeah. So um, New Year's Day taxi, pff, that's fine for him. It's not. A He'll problem. step right in. Not a problem. Yeah. yeah. He actually often pays for my cabs in London on the Uber. Really? App. Yeah. He doesn't mind. He's one of those people that you know you share a, a ride. He doesn't even like ask you to kind of like to to share it on uber on the app he's just like uh maybe he's asking and oh, no, maybe he's waiting for you to do the polite <laughs> to respond <thing. laughs> yeah 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 maybe i should i must remember to, to call him and thank him for that cab ride yeah just take him out one night yeah yeah i'll take him out sometime yeah but yeah so it is a time of year where businesses need it they absolutely need it um, but why would you say, apart from like businesses, why would you say Christmas is, is, um, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Um, because my students, they say to me, Harry, are British people religious? Because surely Christmas is about celebrating little baby Jesus. And I say, well, maybe we're not that religious a country. What do you think, Chai? Do you think we are religious and it's because of that that it's so important to us or you think there are other reasons? I'd like to remind you that if you are listening to this message, then you are not taking full advantage of the British English podcast, as we have the Academy, which is where I pour my blood, sweat and tears into every single episode. I go into further detail, giving you more content to enjoy and then deliver manually edited transcripts, video explanations of the advanced expressions used in the episode, pronunciation practice, quizzes assignments, flashcards, glossaries for all the definitions, etc, etc. So if you wanted to come away using the advanced language I'm exposing you to in each episode with confidence, 
then I highly recommend you join the Academy. To do that, you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and you'll even be able to get a sample of the Academy completely free. I think it was definitely the case a while back, but uh, we're getting less religious as, as, a, as a country. Obviously, we've got different types of uh, di- different nationalities coming into the country and they're bringing different religions with them but the um yeah the average day um british family might be losing interest in religion i would i would guess i would guess because it's hard to find a religious friend of mine back in england do you have many i can't think of a single religious friend Really? Unless I count not, my parents as friends. That would be sad if I counted my parents as friends. But even they're not very religious. Uh, but right. my mum says she is. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel, mine are the same. They say that they are, but I don't think they understand what it is. It's just like and a generation just... thing, isn't it? Like at that back then you were just expected to be religious or God was yes. just a part of people's lives more. Or, you know, the yeah. part of the classroom and uh, the school day and events. I don't know. There's more mention of God than we have nowadays. It's true. Yeah. And um, I was reading up on this and I, I read a psychology article or a, a take on why we carry on with Christmas. And they were saying that it is to do with habits that we form. And if we feel like we're going against the norm against the normal habit that people are doing, then we might be punished for it. And in our parents' generation, it definitely makes sense to continue with religion because it was a lot more common for them to do it. So they would they might have felt scared about being punished by it then. But for us, it's, it's not so much religion, but we would still feel punished if we weren't to celebrate Christmas with our friends and family, wouldn't we? We would feel like we're strange for not doing that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I I thought a couple of years ago, as I was sitting there surrounded by kids at um, on Christmas Day, and I was in a living room just so packed to the brim with presents, meaning um, or filled to the brim with presents, meaning there were so many you couldn't move anywhere. So filled to the brim with presents. And it was just, it was so frantic. It was so crazy. The kids would just open up their presents. Um, before they even looked at their present, they would open up the next present. And I was thinking, you know what? Next year, I wouldn't mind having a different Christmas and not having this typical, uh, these typical traditions that we always follow. Um, and then the next year came around and I thought, oh, I can't do, I can't do anything else. I'd feel terrible, like abandoning the family. So I definitely feel like these norms, they are, we do have that feeling that we're going to be punished or we feel incredibly guilty uh, if we go against them. Yeah, we're locked into this tradition every year. It gets us. So yeah, Merry Christmas, Harry. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. Let's just endure this next one and get through it. Yeah, and get through it. So we obviously uh, see decorations in in supermarkets and other shops. They they pop up uh, first. We see that initially. What happens after that? 
leading up to Christmas? Um, so for for me, an important part is is having the lights being turned on uh, in your town. So uh, every town or village in England will have some some lights that are maybe like wrapped around trees. You might find them in the trees or hanging in the center of the town. And where else would they hang the, the lights? They often do like a banner across the street from, from one house to the other. Yes. And it's really popular in Regent Street in London, I think. But also all the, all the towns and villages will, will do this as well along the parade of shops. That happens around the 7th of November. Um, and that's a bit of an event because when I was a kid, it was supposedly supposed to be um, exciting, this, because a minor celebrity, we could say a D-list celebrity, someone who used to be on the television but now is not, and they are, I don't know, probably working at the local supermarket. And they come and they turn on the Christmas lights. And that's a big excitement to see these lights being turned on. And for me, that kind of marks the start of Christmas for me, seeing the town lights coming on. Ah, okay. So seeing that D-lister turn those lights on, that's, that's, oh, Christmas is here. Yes. Christmas has begun. Right. So you can get an A-lister, a B-lister, A-list celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the really famous ones in Hollywood movies every six months. Exactly. Yeah. And if they're really, really bad, you could even call them a Z-lister, couldn't you? Oh, a those are the ones that went on Big Brother or something like that. Yes. A reality TV show. <laughs> one day we'll be one of them. Well, we no, we, 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 we'll never get to that, will we? We'll, we'll never no. reach that kind of status. Do you think like someone that actually has a big following, like, like Lucy with English, English with Lucy, do you think she'll, she could be counted as a D-list celebrity one day? Been on the news, so maybe. <laughs> she has, yeah. Social influencers are getting their own name, though. I don't think we necessarily associate them to the, the list, the traditional mainstream list. No, it's true. Yeah, they got their own name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. So the do, lights. Do you remember lights any... turn on? Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> so the lights turn on, and uh, we also get the adverts. I see that you you like to talk about the Coca Cola advert. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good advert. They. And this would be like around the time that you're going to end the term, the, the school term before Christmas. School term, which is when? Uh, which would be like, I guess like mm, November time, mid to l late November. Oh no, we okay. guess we'd break up in December, wouldn't we? Yeah, it's normally like, I think 15th or 20th of December. Okay. So it'd be before that, but you're building in the build up to kind of breaking up from school. Breaking up is when you end a term or you end the year. So breaking up from um, school for, for Christmas. And it was really exciting. It had this really cool music, which went something like, Holidays are coming, always Coca-Cola. Holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Always Coca-Cola. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. that's bringing back some memories. 
Yeah, very nostalgic. Lovely, nostalgic. Yeah. Oh, very good. Nostalgia or nostalgic memories, things that are positive of the past, memories of positive memories from the past. Yeah. And in the, I remember the advert that really stands out to me was the year when um, it was Santa driving around in a huge Coca Cola truck. Um, maybe he always does this in the Coca Cola advert. He's driving around down the motorway and um, I don't know, he's working a long shift, but he arrives in a town centre and all of the Christmas lights are on and the town are out having a lovely, merry time. And he drinks his cold Coca-Cola and he's, he's dressed up in his, in his father Christmas outfit and he looks wonderful and he's all red and rosy cheeked and he has a nice cold sip of his cola. Yeah. God, Coca-Cola have done brilliantly with that advertising, haven't they? We feel so happy seeing that advert and it's just drink Coke. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. And also, why would you want a Coca-Cola at Christmas? It's too cold. (laughs) I know. I know. Get me a mulled wine, for God's sake. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Why didn't like Jacob's Creek think of that? Like to try and, I don't know, capitalise on that. Well, it's the only it's the only wine brand I could think of, and probably yeah, a British I probably one. think it's Australian or Californian. Whatever, mate. Uh, I said a word. Australian. Okay, there you go. It's Australian. Well done, Australia. Well done, Australia. There, they could have made a lot of money over here if they'd thought of that. They could have had <laughs> yeah. Santa sitting on his own in a restaurant drinking um, drinking mold Jacob's mulled wine. Mm. creek yeah <laughs> there you go so that was that was important for me um what about you though in the build-up for christmas charlie um i can imagine you were quite a fan of decorating the house uh with your mum am i right in thinking that ah uh, yeah it's a, it's a good point so that's again that's a big thing big memory uh getting the christmas tree but my my parents they preferred cats over christmas trees and that meant that we had a fake christmas tree uh, it wasn't a real one we wouldn't go <laughs> to the local christmas tree vendor or seller oh, and we wouldn't no. pick out our tree like in the hollywood films we would just get it down from the attic down from the attic <laughs> the attic is the the part in the roof of the house that lots of spiders and maybe some mice like to call home, but mm, you store your, your yeah, you store your your spare things up there. So we would go up to the attic, or my dad would, and you say, "Stand back, Elizabeth. I'm going up to the attic." <laughs> it's a very manly thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, the the mum must never step foot in the attic. Never. <laughs> Never, it's, and yeah, uh, yeah he would, he'd bring it down, and then she would go and get all the decorations because his knees hurting. So, um, <laughs> were they not was, in the was, attic as well? They were, so she did oh, actually go into the attic. Oh, right, he would come down after complaining about his knee, and she would go up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stand back, and then actually, yeah, you can go up. You can go up. Yeah. I'm sore. <laughs> I must call the doctor about this knee. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's got a fresh knee. So he's probably, I guess, this year then. With his fresh new knees up there, you know, getting the tree down. Well, we've actually moved houses and we're not in a house that has an attic because we have a bungalow. A bungalow. Oh, I see. Yeah. Would you call well, your house a bungalow? 
Well, it, it's it's now not a bungalow because we we put rooms in the attic in the roof, so it's uh-huh. called a a converted bungalow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a bungalow is a, a house that has just one floor, so right, no upstairs. Okay. Yeah. So that we didn't really we don't really have an attic now, but um, that's my bedroom, the attic, isn't it? Yes. 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 <laughs> Very good. Harry's second home. <laughs> Yeah, I always sleep in the attic bedroom, which I think was your sister's. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Unless it belonged mm-hmm. to the cats. I mean, it had to belong to some kind of human. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they would get the Christmas decorations in and I would try to avoid doing that. When I was really young and I was excited, I might help and we would put on some music and, and dance around. But as I got into my teenage years, I would I'd be a bit, depressing and say no mom i don't want to do that that's sad were you a bit of a grump bit of a grumpy teenager you didn't want to didn't want to help out I, I think i was a bit obsessed with playstation that that took my focus okay yeah. yes so i guess um presents were important to you then so oh like, of course yeah you weren't about decorating the tree you were more well, I have excited a new PlayStation to open game. your new exactly your playstation games yeah what kind of games did you used to play and ask for around Christmas time, Chaz? Adventure games? Uh, mainly violent, violent games or, or football games. Football games and violent games. That was, that was my kind of game. Okay. As long yeah. as it had no. a bit of blood. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, it was good when FIFA brought the blood into the game. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's nothing like a bit of Christmas violence. I think, um, yeah, we all need a bit of that around Christmas time. You've got to take out your frustration somehow, haven't you? Exactly, yeah. So leading up to Christmas, I mean, getting very close to it, Christmas Eve, that was a, a big event for, for most people. Did you find it to be a, an important day, Christmas Eve, the day before? It was, yeah. It was, especially as a kid, like nowadays it's not, it's not massively important, but yeah, it was. It was all the, all the anticipation like thinking, oh, what am I going to get from Santa the next day? I mean, as a kid, all I used to think about was uh, was the, the presents I was going to get. I was I was obsessed with it. I was quite I was quite spoiled. So I used to really look forward to that day of opening them up. But Christmas Eve, generally, I'd say an English family would have dinner with the family, maybe go to the pub. And uh, yeah, just just chill out, really. And, and this before, is Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah. You'd have what dinner a, with the family. Yeah, we'd have dinner with the family. I think. Yeah, we would often go to Kent, where yeah, I had uh, my cousins there, and we would have yeah dinner with the family, chill out, and yeah. So watch it sounds Christmas very film. very similar to Christmas Day for you, because I know that a couple of my friends in in Europe, in different mm. countries in Europe, not Britain. Uh, they celebrate everything on Christmas Eve, don't they? They they open their presents on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day is kind of just like the next day, really. It's not as yes. special. But yes. I don't, I, I'm not, never allowed to open anything until Christmas Day and it, it feels like the spirit of the season is that day. The 25th of December. Can't have it on the 24th. I, I did what we did have a thing where you could get one present on the 24th. That was a thing, wasn't it? Did you have that in your family? When I was young, yeah. Yeah, we did actually have that. 
Or I'm, I think I'm getting it confused, actually. We were allowed to open one present as soon as we woke up. Because I know that ah. in America, they hang their stockings usually in the lounge under the, ch- uh, like, um, along the chimney. Not what, oh, what yes. you call the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah the mantelpiece. On the mantelpiece, yeah. But in England, for me, we did it on the end of our beds. We put the stocking that the that Santa was going to fill all the presents at the end of our bed, and we would be able to wake up to that crinkling feeling of the, the presents on our feet. It's like, oh, Santa's been. And we were allowed to open one present then before going through to our parents because we were too excited. I think because they wanted like three more hours sleep. Because I would wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m. And I'd have to wait until 7 a.m. for the, the day to begin with the parents. And that would they, would someone kind of police you and make sure you only open one present before you go in and be with you? Yeah, was, it, was your older sister the one that in charge of you then? Occasionally we would meet up in the middle of the night and we would discuss how many presents we've got. <laughs> yeah. And we would feel them. We would get them all out of the stocking. We'd feel them, but we'd be careful not to rip anything because we, we, I think we were quite well trained kids because we didn't trick our parents. Like once I opened one too many and I felt absolutely awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a terrible, terrible thing to do. But yeah, yeah. You, you feel awful about that. But I'm, the stockings were huge. I think my, my stocking is massive. We probably sound really, really spoilt now, but I just remember it being absolutely, again, filled to the brim with presents. There were just so many in there. It's insane yeah. how much like my parents had to spend on me just to fill that stocking. Well, when you're young, though, I'm sure it all tallies up. But when you're young, you can be happy with a, a one pound, two pound present, like a little rubber for your pencil case. Yeah. That's yeah, and present. I guess those those litting, little things, yeah, they are they are nice and it fills up some space. We would actually call them stocking fillers, wouldn't we? A little present that you could just put in and, yeah, it's something else to open. A stocking filler. Uh, to tally up as well, that's good language. What did you mean by that? It all tallies up. I meant it as in it builds to a, a, a rather substantial amount of money, but mm. you can use it in other ways, can't you? It will all tally up means like it, it will all be correct. If I count it, everything will be here. Yeah. So it's kind of all about calculations, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, if, you, if you're paying for a meal maybe with lots of people and you're, you're dividing the bill and you've put all the money in the middle and the waiter is counting it, looking worried, you can say, don't worry, it will tally up. Yeah. It, it will Perfect. all be there. Yeah. So yeah, to calculate the total of something. So there you go. So we would open our stockings in the morning. Um, you said Americans, they leave their stockings in the living room. Yeah. That's where they'd have theirs. Yeah. Okay. Any other major differences between us and the Americans um, with Christmas? What about well, like, go on. Uh, one thing that I, f- I forgot to mention is the writing the letter to Father Christmas before. I think this is like a maybe the 1st of December or somewhere around that time we would write our list of what we want and send it to Santa. And and Americans do this as well, but they would um, send it in the mail. They would actually send it in the post. But I can't remember if I actually did it, but traditionally British people put it in the fire and apparently that, oh. that, that goes to Santa. 
Did and you... they would burn it in the fire or they just leave it in the fire? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah, the fireplace. Yeah. Is it a lit fire? Yeah, you just put it in right. and it burns and it apparently, magically, goes to Santa. Well, I guess that's because we, you know, for those who do believe in Santa, the uh, Father Christmas or Santa Claus, uh, he comes down the chimney, doesn't he? He comes in through the fireplace. So I guess we're maybe thinking that if we burn it there, hopefully he'll see it because he's magical. He can put it all back together and read the list. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It sounds like a a, a rather weak argument that children don't really think too much about, mainly probably because they're too distracted by those stocking fillers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think I used to just give give a list to my parents and then hope that they would somehow get it to Santa. Um, okay. Because they always told me that they had a good relationship with him. So I kind of trusted that. We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards, whereas the Academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast.